Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. I'm Scott. And today we have our awesome sales associate, Mike. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. So if you guys follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen Mike before. We did a short video with him and he gave us some great information about speed to the lead. Do you want to just like refresh people? Yeah, you want to refresh her from my superstar performance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, it uh, just comes to that topic, speed to the lead. It's just about having urgency pretty much in any situation in sales. But, uh, you know, what I was speaking about prior was when you first get that lead that comes over to you, an inbound lead, speed to the lead is the most important thing. You'll find that a lot of companies and in a lot of different industries just aren't quick enough in their response. And, you know, that delay in response can be the difference of another company getting to that lead before you. And, you know, I think we touched on a little bit about the statistics. So the first person that gets that lead has, I think it's like over an 80% higher chance of, you know, converting that to a sale in whatever industry they're in. Thanks, Mike. Just turn gears a little bit. Uh, we're going to go into a couple more topics here, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So what types of services have you sold in the past? And how do you like, think that's translated to working here at Young Mule? Yeah, good question. I mean, I've done a few different things in the past, mainly being the home improvement industry. Um, it was more on the lead generation aspect of it, but you know, still essentially inside sales. Uh, and that's really where that speed to the lead really, really was an integral part of it because without that, you know, we would have no customers. And you know, you'll find that a lot of response on your customers when you have that urgency is they actually thank you for having such a quick response. The promptness so, of it. Yeah. yeah, there's that general feeling that. You know, the customer said, oh, isn't that a little overbearing? You don't want to come off as too desperate. And it's it couldn't be more untrue. Uh, really, the first one that gets it has a significant higher chance. And, you know, it, it also sets the tone on the rest of your relationship. If they think you're that prompt and urgent with the initial inquiry, they're probably going to feel pretty confident on the customer service end that if there's any questions, that they're going to get the feedback and response time that they needed. So it was definitely a lot different. Uh, home improvement industry, you're dealing with a, a homeowner trying to improve their house. But at the same time, uh, the sales systems and processes that you know really can translate across any industry and you know Absolutely. speed to lead uh having a set system to hold yourself accountable you know certain closing situations you know not asking too many yes or no questions a lot of things that translate from you know re really any type of sales awesome. job thanks yeah um so i guess when you're on that sales call with the client what are the three questions that you encounter most often uh, the number one i'm <laughs> sure everybody knows it you know just give me a ballpark price just, yeah just a, i won't hold you to it yeah. just a rough price uh, obviously, that's the most common, and you know people don't want to waste their time. They mm -hmm. want to know if they're in the even close to the ballpark for whatever product anybody's selling, mm -hmm. and and we definitely understand that for coming from a consumer standpoint. But at the same time, as you guys all know, there's a lot that goes into a price. You know, depending mm -hmm. on especially in the web design, and you know whether even if it's digital marketing, whatever the you know the services that they're inquiring about, there's a lot that goes into it. You know how much ad spend that's going to be there, the type of site they want, how many pages. So obviously mm -hmm. a lot of factors. So that is probably the number one question I get. And obviously it's something that you really have to be smart about as far as overcoming. And there's different ways you overcome that. But, you know, if you generally paint the picture to the customer that there's a lot that goes into it, so we need to learn a little bit more about the project and what it's going to entail, most of them will, you know, really hear you out after that and let you get into your process and, you know, what you do as a company. Uh, other than that, another one that we get a lot of is, 
uh, why should we choose you? Uh, you know, with a lot of competition out there, you know, especially in web design, people want to know what separates you and what makes your company different. So, really, those two questions: why should we choose you, and what makes your company different? And you know, coming from someone in sales, those are great questions because that that brings you right into you know getting into what makes us different and really separating yourself from the pack, and that can really be the difference maker because you know they really want to know what what you're going to do for them that's going to be any different than any other web design company or just some freelancer that's out there. Awesome. Um, off that, uh, what are some common myths that you encounter in the sales industry? Yeah, the probably the biggest one that I actually love hearing is, and it sounds crazy, is getting a no. Uh, there's a huge myth that a no is a negative thing, and you know general conception is that you know no is not the answer you want uh, but really what are they saying no to they, that's what you really have to uncover and uh, a no doesn't mean it's always going to stay a no a no could very easily lead to a yes and typically what no is is their guard is up when you're first in talking to someone that inquired or someone that's considering purchasing their guard is extremely high and your job as a sales associate sales manager anybody in sales is to bring that guard down by not only building rapport with the customer and a relationship because uh, so, they're not only buying your product they're they're investing in you as a person uh, and if they have a good relationship with you they're more going to they're going to be more apt to listen to you know the products that you offer how your company's different how we can have value to them uh, but first and foremost, I think the general misconception is that a no is a negative thing. It, it doesn't always mean that, of course, a no after 15 times and they go with somebody else, of course, that's not a good thing. But at the same time, getting a no you know, doesn't always have to mean it's going to stay that way. Uh, that's, that's probably one of the biggest myths. And another one that I hear a lot of is that you have to be a good liar if you're in sales. Uh, there's that another misconception that you know, you, you know, you got to be a good bullcrap or you gotta, you got to really... Uh, really lie and be sneaky and uh, you know really it's it's not the case if if you stand by your product and you believe in what you're selling and like I said they're making an investment in you as a person uh, lying you don't have to lie I mean I think it's very easy to see through that and I'm sure you guys have all had sales calls where you guys have got a call from someone and you can just tell they're they're giving you a bunch of fluff and that's really easy to see through uh, so I think that's a, another common misconception is that you have to be a good liar to be in sales so circling back to when you get those no's, mm -hmm. how do you overcome those objections? You have to uncover what are they objecting mm -hmm. to. Uh, when, you, when you get an, a roadblock or a no that I'm not ready to move forward or no, I don't think I want to do business yet, uh, the, really there's uh, probably a deeper reason that you have to really get into. Uh, so it may just not be the right timing. It may be that you know they didn't feel confident that you covered every topic that they, they felt that they needed to cover. Uh, it could be a, you know, a bunch of different things, but at the same time, you really have to ask probing questions to kind of uncover what they're really objecting to. Is it the price they're objecting to? Is it because they don't feel comfortable with your company yet or know enough about you? So uh, that's where you would really want to get into your rebuttals and ask probing questions and pain questions. Uh, for example, if you know, they said it's really just not the right timing right now. That's when you would start to bring up, well, of course, you know, with the new year, obviously prices go up and anything in the world, they go up in the new year. And sometimes the best time to take advantage is, is in your slower season. That way you're prepared for the busier season. So, uh, you know, so a lot of it is just excuses. Uh, and really you have, to, you have to sell them on why it's a good time to move forward with you. So uh, really the best way is to, like I said, 
ask good probing questions, pain questions to, to get them to talk about why they initially reached out to you in the first place. Because when they clicked and filled out their form, there was a reason that they did so. Yeah. And really uncovering what that reason is and you know, creating some urgency. I can really buy into that. Uh, off that, previously you had mentioned your sales system. Why do you think it's so important to have a pretty uh, similar system every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, this is probably the number one thing I believe in, and I know pre, the previous uh, video that we did was speed to lead, and that ties right into the system. That's one of the first steps of the system. So, uh, you know, every sales company or sales, you know, department is going to have a, their own system that they've tweaked and manipulated and, you know, made their own over time. But the key thing is, is having a system. Uh, really what it comes down to is in sales you need a level of consistency and without having a set system that you follow and, and stick to the guideline of, of worst case stick to the guideline uh, you really have nowhere to hold yourself accountable so when a sales associate or say anybody in sales is having a tough day uh, and they're really struggling on getting a sale with the, with the system in place you can kind of pinpoint you know where in the system am I failing am I having trouble closing them at the very end am I having trouble in the very beginning of the call if you lay out your system and you kind of follow a script so to speak uh, you can kind of pinpoint where you're having your difficulties and work on that particular part of the system uh, and that's really always been helpful to me over time uh, if I had 50 calls and I was saying the same thing pretty much on every one you know minus the back and forth schmoozing with the customer and building rapport but when it came to the actual services and what I was pitching I found that you know I could really narrow it down to where I was struggling and work on that particular subject uh, it's just a matter of consistency and the system really holds you accountable to keep consistent and allows you to see where you're not performing absolutely yeah, well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Very insightful. It. Yeah, absolutely. Happy All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Yeah.